welcome to the Proof Positive Podcast, sharing a collective of stories from artists, creative entrepreneurs, and visionaries, real stories, and living proof of the positive impact that happens when encountering God's amazing grace. Stories of their journey to purpose, calling, faith, and creativity, all while discovering the God who loves them and called them to create. Stories we hope will uplift, equip, encourage, and renew mindsets and give you hope. This is episode number three, featuring calligrapher and artist, Diana Aaron of Chasing Linen. Diana, thank you so much for coming out today. Um, Diana is a watercolor artist and owner of Chasing Women. She started Chasing Women um, as a design studio based in Long Beach in 2013 while you were in college, right? And now she specializes in um, custom like portraits and live art painting and like in events. But I'm gonna let her share more. And since then, she's actually this grown a team of artists that have worked with clients like Google. Nordstrom, LaCroix, Da Vinci, Coachella, and also Alaska Airlines. Well, girl, what do you think of them? So, um, that's super dope. So, Diana loves dogs. She drinks her coffee black. She's actually pregnant right now. Her baby boy in her eighth month. What up? Oh, my goodness. We have two people we're interviewing today. And, um, and so, we're so excited, Diana, to hear more about your story. And, gosh, we're going to start with one of the first questions today. So, I'd love to hear more about a time in your life when you were looking for vision and clarity in your life purpose, and how has led you up to this point of where you're at now. So please, let's share. Well, thank you for having me, Caroline. Super excited. Thank you for coming out to Collaborative Coffee. Um, so when I was younger, I've always been into art and the creatives, and I think I've always knew that I wanted to go into the arts. Um, and as many of you guys probably experience, if you're a creative person, there's a lot of resistance, uh, whether it's societal pressures, your parents, um, and your own insecurities of, am I even good enough to pursue arts? Because it's such a small door. Um, so I think because of that, I just decided maybe this is not the most practical thing and decided to try other things. And during that time, I really felt like I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to fit into this cookie cutter shape that I just did not fit into. Um, and that's when I realized, you know what, like even if I'm not successful by societal uh, standards or by what I think of myself, you know, all the things that are important to me, I thought maybe, maybe my love for art is bigger than that whatever that looks like. So I was like, you know what? I'm just ready to be a starving artist. I just decided to accept my faith. Yes, yes. Um, and I decided to fully step into that. And I remember as I started to take, I mean, it's so general, but I will I can go into it more a little bit later. But as I stepped into my calling as an artist, I realized, wow, God totally has me. And it's actually not at all what I had expected it to be. And I realized, oh, even like, my idea of becoming a creative is so, like, secular. It's not actually what God has said about being a creative or what he's, like, created me to be. It's what I thought being a creative would be. So I think in that sense, um, 
yeah, it was a journey. I think a lot of us go through that. I'm sure in order to find things that we're really passionate about and really be able to like step into it. Yeah. Um, but I am really grateful that I did that at a younger age. So yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So can you kind of describe like um, what were you doing before like water, color, and um, calligraphy, and all of the things that you're doing now, and what kind of just what were like that those milestone moments that you're like I need to pursue what I really you know what God has for me and what was some moments of clarity for you I know you had shared too that you um, went on a mission trip which I want to hear more about that and that took a lot of courage to take steps because a lot of times I think a lot of us too you know we um, we get tied down to the status quo of, of, of following something stable. But it takes it takes a leap of faith, right? Of just trying something and and keep going even though you don't see anything happening. So share more about um, that journey and maybe like what you did to kind of like just take steps of courage. Yeah. Um, not to get too much into it, but this is a huge part of my story. But when I was in high school and college and stuff like that, I. I just couldn't, um, just like with my status and stuff, uh, I wasn't able to get a job or drive or get financial aid from the state. So I felt like literally everything I wanted to pursue was like blocked. Like the school that I wanted to pursue in New York, like I couldn't afford that. I, my parents and I are first generation immigrants. Um, and so we didn't have a ton of resources financially as well as, you know, the people that we knew. And not being able to physically drive, <laughs> you know, it's like, and not be able to yeah. apply for jobs was really hard. Yeah. So I think I literally did everything I could that's under the table. So waitressing jobs, uh, boba shops, anywhere I was getting paid cash under the table. That's what I had to do because, and I skateboarded to work um, and rode bikes. <laughs> you know, I had to get from place to place. And so, yeah, I think I... I'm really grateful now, looking back, that I think that that those experiences have has really shaped me to become independent, problem solver, and the things that I need today as a business owner. But um, I think because of that, I didn't really have a lot of choices, to be honest with you. And so I thought, okay, I think my fate is set out for me. I don't really have the resources to pursue, you know, fashion design and stuff like that that I was interested in, um, and. It's kind of weird, like, now thinking about it, I'm like, I'm so grateful for those situations, obviously, but, um, yeah, there was, honestly, like, <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything before, I was just waitressing or, and bartending, okay, not bartending, but I was serving at a sports bar and stuff like that, um, but I've really learned how to, like, build a hard work ethic through those experiences, so, yeah, and then I discovered uh, chasing linen while I was in college, so I didn't really have much life experience up until that point. <laughs> yeah, no, And I know, like, um, you had shared, I, I remember reading your testimony, too, because you, you know, you have, there is a reason why it's called Chasing Linen. Um, and you're, I know you haven't been in this out before, you're saying that you're pursuing different paths, but you ended up returning back to your first one, which is art. So can you just share more about that? Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, there's a reason why you, you have that name. So share more about how that came to be. Yeah. yeah. So there's a story in the New Testament, in the Bible, um, where a woman is 
outcasted from society because she is literally physically bleeding for 12 years of her life. I mean, ladies, we all have that time of the month. So imagine having that for 12 years straight. That's not fun. And she, yeah, had to live separated from everyone else. And I just can't imagine really what she went through. And she heard about, she was so desperate that when she heard about a man named Jesus who could potentially heal her, she was like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to go and lead my way through the crowd to touch and be, you know, healed by him. And she literally crawled on the ground to touch the hem of his cloak, and she was instantly healed by her faith. And it's hard for me to even share that story, like, now, like, after having Chasing Linen for, like, seven years, because... I totally resonate with that. Yeah. I didn't have physical illnesses or anything like that. Yeah. But for me, I always felt like every roadblock that was in front of me was blocked by my alien status, by my first-generation immigrant parents, by financial situations. I mean, we all have those things. I'm not trying to, like, share my sob story. I think my story is totally God-given. Um, but those are the things that kind of made me feel, like, really resonating with her. And so chasing linen comes from that. Linen represents the hem of his cloak, um, but it could it doesn't have to have a Christian meaning behind it. Chasing linen, my company, is not a Christian brand necessarily. It's just more representative of the things that is important to you, whether it's purity, healing, uh, the things that you desire, having a baby, I don't know, whatever it is, starting a coffee shop or starting a podcast. Like It's just chasing after the things that is in your heart no matter what people say about you, no matter how discouraging it could be, no matter the lack of resources you have. It's just the act of pursuing after it. That's why it's called chasing linen. It's still like an active thing. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and um, I know there was, you were mentioning too, that you had like an Alaska mission trip fundraiser, and uh, that kind of started leading you to actually leaving like, you did freelance work, and then you then decided to just really do it full-time. So can you kind of share? Because I don't know about you guys. Um, who here probably side gig is your, your creative work or maybe your business right now, if you want to put a show of hands? Yeah? I think a lot. I mean, some do all of you do it full-time? No? <laughs> okay. Well, I think, um, you know, when you're first starting out with anything, right, you kind of either... You might have been doing another job, or you have fear, or you might have doubt, or you might have insecurity. And so, um, what were those moments for you? Um, and I know you're, you're kind of sharing, too, about you had like this fundraiser, this mission trip, and then it kind of started opening doors to, hey, you know, I might be able to do this full time. So, what was that journey for you? And maybe that could encourage someone out here that maybe you do do the side hustle of creativity, or you do the side hustle of a small business. But um, you need that push, right? So, yeah, share more about it. And how did you get confirmation from God? Like, let's do this. Like, let's take that step. Yeah. So, the Alaska mission story, I'll share that first because that's where it all started. Um, so, when I was at my old church, it was a very mission focused, missional church. Um, and I was so jealous because, like I said, because of my status, I wasn't able to travel outside of the US. Um, and so, when there came a mission trip within the U.S. I was like, I need to go because I haven't been on the plane since I've like landed here to the U.S. from Korea, and I need to go to Alaska. Not because I had this the heart to serve the Lord, but because I wanted to travel. I'm just being real. Like I was like 18, and I was like, I just want to travel. I go to Alaska, and so 
And like I said, maybe it was like insecurity. I don't know. I just felt like I have, like, to me, art was never like my financial plan or a career plan. It was just like literally the only thing I knew how to do. It was like my saving grace, so to speak. I know that sounds so like dramatic, but it's true. Like that's really how I felt. And so I was like, okay, at the time I was going to art, or I decided finally to major in art. Um, I was teaching kids art um, and one of the classes that I had to teach was watercolor. And that watercolor is the only medium that I hadn't touched since I've started painting and drawing. And it felt like a marriage. Like I've, I've kind of explained, like doing other, touching other mediums as like dating different guys. Like, oh, I really like Ted, but I don't like this about Ted. I really like Paul, but I don't like this about Paul. That's how I felt about acrylic, oil, you know, all of that stuff. But when I met watercolor, I was like, hot damn, this is the one. Like this is a marriage. And even though I was brand new with watercolor, I felt like, okay, this is the thing that I want to do. And at the same time, I wanted to go to Alaska. How am I going to go? get there, so I decided to create a watercolor calendar to fundraise for my trip to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I was a closet artist. I was not confident in my art skills or anything like that. I was brand new to this yeah. medium that I'm trying to, like, make money off of. Um, so the only thing that was giving me enough momentum to do it was to get myself to Alaska. So if you need, like, another reason, then, you know, it's, it's really nice to have that kind of urgency. Yeah. Um, so I decided to sell the watercolor calendar, learned a ton about all the things along the way, because like I said, I didn't know anything. Um, and long story short, I got myself there and a friend, which is crazy, but that's not even like the crazy part. That was my end goal was to get to Alaska, but I didn't realize like that was the first step that God has like kind of called me out to step into this role that he has like placed me into. So um did that and then I started to get more inquiries from people friends stuff like that um I remember the first time I got contacted by a stranger I was like oh my gosh I made it like a stranger wants to hire me to do a watercolor painting for $20 oh my goodness I made it so that was the first time um and I did that for about two years kind of side hustling all word of mouth like I didn't try to like advertise I did have an Instagram but I was very uncomfortable posting my artwork on it um, and then I went to school full-time, had two other jobs, and then I also had a side gig where I would travel to do set up um, trade shows, yeah. kind of like fashion trade shows, so I would do that, and on one of the plane rides, I was going to um, Atlanta, and I feel like things always come, like, either when you're on a plane or when you're in the shower or something, you know, when, like, good, like, good jujus come to you, and I was sitting there, and I felt like, God tell me, like, in two months, in three months, I'm sorry, you're going to quit your jobs, jobs, because I had multiple, um, and you're going to pursue this full time. And I had, like, I felt like the, the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and I was like, no, no, this was never the plan. I'm definitely not good enough. I'm definitely, like, I don't have the resources. I don't have the reach. I don't have the money, you know. Um, 21 years old, and I was like, oh, I don't know, but I was like, okay, something in me is really excited about this, you know, and I said, what's there to lose, like, I could just go back to my jobs, it's fine, like, I live with my parents right now, you know, all of these things, so I was like, okay, so that was May of 2013, so by the end of summer, in August 2013, I'm going to quit my jobs and pursue this full time, 
And um, during those three months, I feel like things just ramped up. Like once I decided, yes, God, I'm going to listen to you. He provided all these resources, all these people, like literally all the friends that I have today, my entrepreneurial friends, even like you, I met during that that time. Um, It all happened in those three short months and God just expedited the whole process. I was able to quit my job in that first month. Um, I mean, just like to encourage uh, creatives out there, I made more in that first month than I did at my two other jobs, which isn't saying a lot because I was making very little at the two other jobs, but I was still like so proud, like, oh, I made this money and I never thought that art could be something that can like support me financially and I had to go through a lot of like mindset work to think like money's not bad, it's not bad to get paid for your gifts. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like how I became full time. Wow. wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of times I, um, and some of you, you know, this is um, a conversation about faith, right? And some people, I don't know where you're at right now in your, your faith walker journey. So I hope this doesn't feel like uh, it's a little unfamiliar territory for you. But what is, I think, something that's universal for every human being is a lot of us, we want purpose, we want calling, we want to feel like our life matters. We want to be able to give something back to the community. We want to be able to know that we have a legacy and impact, that we have something in ourselves that we give to other people. And um, But, you know, you have to take a step sometimes to try something, right? Do something. You can't, God's saying to me, you can't, I can't steer a parked car, Caroline. So, like, you got to try something, right? And in this case, like, you know, you try to, and, you know, it's funny how God works. Sometimes it could be that one thing of, like, Alaska mission trip fundraiser. You had no idea that that would open a door to God, like prompting you to like leave all these jobs, and then now you're doing full time. Which it's it's amazing that you know uh, that one step of faith. There were doors that were behind all of it. So um, maybe some of you may not even like that sounds so foreign to you because right now you're maybe at like point A right now. You're right, like. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. So I, what's the encouragement is just try something, you know? Um, and don't be afraid to just um, try different things. You know, I think there's certain, there's something inside of each of us that we're really good at, that God designed us for, right? And sometimes, like for me, I, and I'm, I was always good at art, and I want you to share about that, because you were saying that, and I just started trying things in the event industry, and I started noticing that I was really good at it. And then God started, he could use a, a person that's willing to try. So, um, but I, I want to hear more about you, Diana, because, like, you were willing to try these things, and now we're, like, fast forward, how many years ago was that? Oh, my gosh, seven years. So that, like, that's a journey. And if you guys ever look at her, it is absolutely beautiful, like, You've taken so much time to create so much beauty, and like God's opened so many doors, and I so much success has come. But it, there's sacrifice. So can you share? Like now we're in 2020. What are some things from all this journey that you've gone through um, that now we're like 2020? What's the new vision that you have? And from all the experiences to like seven years later, what are some like maybe some things that you've learned that you can share with? Some people hear that me, they're like maybe at ground zero, like not knowing vision. And now, like, um, now how those, all those lessons have now brought you to new vision, 
new things that you're going to prepare for 2020. So that's a lot. Sorry, that's a lot of questions. But if you can just share things you've learned and now, how is it helping you with your new vision for 2020? So I feel like the the starving artist narrative season of my life is kind of done. Um, I don't really feel attached to that title anymore, but I know a lot of people do. And for me, I think one of the things that, of course, I love creating, I love the actual design process of sketching and painting and getting into the client, all of that stuff. But I realized that my greater mission in life is speaking about identity into people. Um, and recognizing, like, it's not really about you. Like, <laughs> my gift is not about me. And and that, before I would be like, oh, it's weird to say my gift. Like, oh, that feels, like, weird. And it's still uncomfortable when people say, like, oh, I love whatever. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it kind of feels weird. But then I have to remember it's not about you. It's about the greater purpose. And it's the identity that has been sewn into you that God is using. So... To um, answer your question of what's next, um, we have my co-host and I, we started a podcast called the Modern Creative Podcast. Yeah. We talk about uh, money a lot, to be honest, <laughs> because you can't really impact the world if you're not willing to take in the resources that you need to move that forward. Um, so it's not just money, it's everything like from workflows, streamlining the process of client experience, all of that stuff, all the logistics stuff that we artists don't typically want to like think about. Um, yeah. And I also am starting this new series called Chasing Creativity. Um, obviously, I'm not with Chasing Creativity. It's like kind of cutesy. Um, where I'm helping other people, whether they are trying to pursue it professionally or they want just like a side hobby. Um, I've learned that throughout teaching workshops, speaking to people, meeting with people, doing networking events, a lot of people have a desire to be creative, and they'll always apologize for it. They're yeah. always like, well, I'm like just a nurse, though, yeah. or I'm just a stay-at-home mom, or, you know, I'm not like really that good, though. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you apologizing for something you're curious about? Yeah. You shouldn't be curious. Like, you shouldn't apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But then I totally get it, because I apologize for it today after leading this business for seven years. So I totally understand that and I want to speak into that person who call themselves a closet artist or feel like they're not good enough or whatever. Um, so yeah, Chasing Creativity is basically something, like a newsletter totally free where you can sign up. I send encouraging words or tips um, as much as I can. I obviously don't make any financial profit from this, but it's something that I feel really excited about. Um, especially now that I'm literally growing a baby, I want to create a place for him, like, now that I have, like, a physical thing. You know, people always say that, like, parents are always like, I want to create a world where my child can live, you know, and I was like, oh, so cheesy, but I'm like, I totally get it, like, I want to create that world where my child feels so comfortable and free to be like, I want to be an artist, and, and not worry about their artistic skills, so um, that's kind of what's coming up next, and I'm creating a watercolor portrait course, um, because for me, I realize one of the things that's really important to me is I love it when people feel known, seen, and heard. Doesn't everybody want to feel known, seen, and heard? And I realized by creating watercolor portraits, that's one of the things that people would say to me. It's like, oh my gosh, I love, like, I feel like you got me. And I'm like, homie, I haven't even met you, you know? But I would get emails like that, and I realized, wow, like, there's power in art, and there's more impact that you can create outside of it being enjoyment just for yourself 
art is not selfish. It's something that connects people with others. Coffee's not selfish. Podcasting's yeah. not selfish. It's just a way for us to connect with other people in the way that you can, yeah, yeah. in the way that you were like called to. So Amen. that's kind of what I'm hoping to do. Amen. Wow, that's so awesome. And exactly that is that, you know, God has made art to be a way to communicate to people. And um, it really is something that touches people's hearts. It's a universal thing. And it's so beautiful that he's given you, like, this gift and stewardship of, like, um, this watercolor and calligraphy where you're able to speak to people's hearts and be able to use it to um, make them feel seen, known, and loved, you know, and heard. And, you know, there's... There's beauty in that, where you're actually using your gifts to help people. And so there's, I'm, I'm sure everyone here, like you're, you came probably because you wanted to get encouraged and uplifted and, and get some inspiration. And I hope this has given you like a seed of hope that wherever you're at, God can use you wherever you're at in your journey. Um, and as you start to take those steps of faith, you get more clarity of how to use your giftings. And, and now you're going to go through seasons. Now you're going through the season where seven years, you've learned all these cool lessons. Now it's time to start teaching the next generation. Now it's time to mentor and equip and empower. Now it's time to, like, you have a new calling of being a mom. And how does that impact how you live your life and live creatively and how you use your gifting? So um, we're, we all go those ups and flows in our lives. So that's so beautiful that you have that vision and you're, and you're using it to help other people um, empower them with their gifts. And um, one of our, my last question here is, you know, what is advice you give to someone who's needing vision, clarity, or inspiration, or focus in accomplishing their goals and dreams? And, um, like, what would be advice for anybody here who may be looking at you and they're like, man, I don't want to be like that in seven years. I don't want to be able to have, like, um, use my gifts to help people, be able to encourage and equip and, and build legacy through my giftings. What what would you say, like, um, if, if, like, maybe one or two things that you can kind of just pick from, like, all of your lessons that you've learned? So I think we live in a culture where things are handed to you. It's, I think it's called like microwave culture, where we're like, what's the answer? Google, like, it's not quick, you know? Mm. Or three steps to figure out how to find my life calling or whatever. And I don't think that's bad. I think that just shows that people are starved for figuring out their vision and their purpose, which is great. But I will say you're doing it backwards. Because something I say all the time, which my friends discourage me from saying because it's a little foul, but I'm like, we have this like constipation where it's already in you, yet you can't push it out. And we're constantly like looking for the answer. I like that visual. I know, I, I told you it's a little foul. Um, but we're like, can you tell me like what to do with my life? We're like seeking psychics and, and like, you know, yoga and meditation, which is great, but um, I really think it comes back down to identity. And what's the thing that that you kind of always come back to? I was talking to a friend who is um, a very typical creative, and she's like, I have this idea, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Um, I'm sure we either have a friend like that or are like that ourselves. Um, and and then she will apologize for it. She's like, oh, I've been constantly changing my ideas, like, whatever. And I'm like, Actually, you've been telling me that you've been wanting the same thing for, like, the past two years. It just manifests differently, like, in terms of what that will look like. But the goal and the heart behind it is the same. So 
why don't you just write that down? Because that is like uh, a receipt of I've, this is the receipt that I have for this idea that I have, and then you can always come back and visit it, or even if it looks different. So I think it just kind of come back, come, comes back down to your natural identity um, and kind of trying to figure it out from there. And um, another thing that I've recently started to do is called um, subconscious journaling. It sounds so woo-woo because it kind of is. Um, but basically, you just have a piece of paper. Um, I encourage you to like actually use a piece of paper instead of like typing it out. But obviously, I have pregnancy carpal tunnel right now, so I don't have that option. But if you have don't have that, then just literally grab a piece of paper and with no agenda, write stuff down. And you'll be amazed by what flows, um, and hopefully your creative constipation will be alleviated by that. Wow. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, gosh, that's awesome. And, you know, just kind of going back to what you're sharing is, um, again, when you have goals, you're writing things down. When you have vision, you write things down. It's so important to be able to write down um, goals, right? And then, um, and just being able to, you know, you're sharing just about journaling and being able to um, have a place of an outlet of like what's on your heart, right? For me, I, I get, you know, how I relate to that is, and you were talking about identity too, is, um, you know, knowing like your identity, not being in what you do, but um, that you have been, you have, you know, for me, where I find my identity is that, in my faith walk, is that I'm a child of God. Like, um, I have a God that knows me, that loves me, that cares for me, designed me for purpose and intention. Um, everything that I've gone through, whether it be my experiences, my pains, my um, gift, like just everything, even the way I'm good at certain things, God can use all of that for this greater purpose and calling. And so, um, you know, identity is so key. You know, identity of knowing that you're a child of God, that you are already beautiful and good enough because you have a God that loves you. And from there, you start to create and operate from that freedom. That you don't have to be defined by what you do, how people, like, you know, how you perform in your work. Um, and if you even have an output or produce certain things, that's that is defined you. So um, I love that that's your point one, knowing who you are. Two is being able to write things down, like all the things that are on your heart and start creating plans for that. But um, yeah, for me, like I'm always asking God, like, Lord, is this what you want? Like, because I can have all these plans. Oh, I'm on an alarm right now. But sorry, I have my timer on. Um, but I, I always want to make sure that my plans are aligned to, you know, his goals for me, because he knows the plans of my life. So um, I love that in general. I love that you stick, like you have that first identity. And so that, that is so beautiful, you know. Um, gosh, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we end this time? And um, something that, um, you know, vision for 2020. Do you have a vision word at all that you've chosen at all? Receiving? Oh, is it gifts? No, no, I'm asking, are you talking about me giving or receiving? Receiving. 
access service. Okay. So anyways, the reason why I'm asking that is, um, gosh, like what is maybe like the way for now, like this now 2020 is coming, what is like that word or maybe the way that you are going to be sharing love for this future year of how you're going to be manifesting all of that? Yeah, this, this also answers your previous question yes, too, yes. Uh, of like you finding your purpose and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah. for me, I realized that if, if all fails, if you're like, I still don't know after subconscious journaling, like what I want to do, think about like who it is that you want to impact. Yeah. Like who, who are you living your life for and, and yeah. what is like on your heart? So a lot of people could be for women or for, for kids or sex trafficking or ending homelessness or, you know, everybody has different people that they want to impact. Um, for me, it is, it is the starving artist, closet artist. Um, and at first I thought, oh gosh, that's not that big of a problem, you know? Like, I'm sure, like ending sex trafficking is so much bigger than yeah. ending the starving artist narrative. But I realized, like, that's what I'm passionate about. That's what God has placed in my heart. Um, that's what chasing linen literally means, is to help people pursue after the things that are on their heart. And a lot of the times, creatives have you know, a hard time doing that. Um, so if I had to choose a word on top of my head, which I didn't have before, I guess it would be impact. Oh, maybe. I love that. Um, okay. Slash present. Because mm -hmm. I think another problem that, not a problem, but another tendency that creatives tend to have is we have these big visions and these big dreams and we don't know the how to get there. But we're like, oh, I want to be like Joanna Gaines. I just don't know how I'm going to become Joanna Gaines. I mean, that's like my, you know, vision. <laughs> so I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. But I have, we have to be present and faithful in what we have in front of you. Yeah. Um, instead of like looking at the very, very top of the mountain, it's, I, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, visual on, I think I saw it on like Pinterest or Instagram or something. It's like an iceberg and then there's like the sea level um, and then there's a ton of stuff going on under the iceberg and just the tip on the top and people only focus on the top yeah. and not all the stuff on the bottom. Yeah. And I think as you start to climb that ladder of success or whatever, however people define success to be, it's frustrating because people will now come up to me and be like, wow, it's so cool, like your life seems so easy, or like, oh, you have such a trendy job. And I have to remind myself like to not get upset with that because I'm like, I have no idea, like all the <laughs> stuff underneath, like how, you know, I got hit by a car while driving, like, walk, like riding a bike because I don't have a car, you know, like all these things that you have no idea about. But you just have to remember, like, it's not about you. And and if you can be a representative of that dream for that person, yeah. then that's awesome. Yeah. You know, instead of making it, like, about you or being embarrassed or being defensive, yeah. if that makes sense. Because we all go through that as we climb that ladder. Yes, yes. It's always getting back. Awesome. And being able to be an impact and inspiring others through even your own story. So, Diana, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your heart um, and your your story and your journey and like pursuing faith, purpose, and calling. And um, I, I'm so encouraged by what you shared. And how can anyone um, follow you on social media? What is your hashtag or your tag on um, Instagram? Um, it's 
Chasing Linen or Diana Aaron. It's both kind of funky. Yeah. Um, so Chasing Linen is my business. Yeah. Um, and then my personal one is Diana Aaron. It's D I A N U H, like Diana. Yeah. Aaron, A E R I N. Awesome. So, thank you. Okay. I am so encouraged, inspired, and reminded through Diana's story that as we take that next step of faith, God meets us where we are at and he starts to unfold amazing plans he has for us. Plans that are more than we can plan or imagine. What about you? What step of faith do you need to take today? What do you need to let go of? Is it fear, doubt, insecurity, or excuses? Take that step, a step of faith and not by sight. I'm also reminded by Diana's story that the gifts that God has given us are meant to help and serve others. How can you use the gifts that you have to create impact, make a difference, and serve the needs of your community just where you are? I hope you are inspired to use your gifts and take that next step of faith no matter what it is, to help and serve others. Till the next time, fam. Join us on the next episode and stay positive. Peace.